Chelsea's owner of over 19 years has decided he is selling the club. Roman Abramovich, the 55-year-old Russian, said this in a statement. As I have stated before, I have always taken decisions with the club's best interest at heart. In the current situation, I have therefore taken the decision to sell the club, as I believe this is in the best interest of the club, the fans, the employees, as well as the club's sponsors and partners. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like it's been quite a distraction for the club in the recent weeks since we've seen the uh, controversy start. Um, we've kind of avoided talking about it until something like this that's relevant and affects us has come up. So, I mean, I guess this is a point for us to say that we stand with everybody in Ukraine. We're praying for you. We're praying with you. Um, we don't We don't approve of anything that Russia is doing right now. And it does seem that Abramovich is trying to make a difference in the headlines. I mean, I know there were a lot of bad headlines coming out about the man in recent history with this all happening as him paying for influence over there in Russia and stuff like that. But it does seem like he is trying to do the right thing here. Yeah. Unfortunately for all the Chelsea fans, it's been a... Well, it's not unfortunately. For the past just under 20 years now, it's been a good good run under Roman. He's brought in a lot of money to the club and it's helped us out um, and we'll always appreciate everything that he's done for us but now that it's, it's coming to an end in that end he's still trying to do the right thing. Chelsea as of right now owe him 1.5 billion pounds just in loans back. Um, he's not going to make the club pay that back to him. He's just going to write him off and any proceeds, any net proceeds that he gets, sorry all the net proceeds that he gets um, from the club sale is going to go straight to a charitable foundation that he's setting up currently to help out all the people in Ukraine. So even in in the dark, he's trying to find some light and help help some people out. Yeah, this guy's either a class act or he feels really guilty right about that for whatever he's done <laughs> behind closed doors. But um, it should be interesting. Um, going from, from owners, like, that can bring a lot of change into a club, especially when you when you go from an owner like um, like he has been that's been very, very involved in mm-hmm. like operation. He's put down his own money into the club. He's helped it grow. He's brought in some really good players over the years. So it'll be interesting to see whoever buys the club, whether or not they're going to be as involved and as interested in the day-to-day operations of, of the club. Yeah, as an Arsenal fan... Um, you know, strictly football terms, this is good news. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. But I do respect Abramovich. I've given you a lot of stick for him over the years and the way that the club's been run and the way that, you know, you guys just quit turnaround with people and stuff like that. But he was the most active and involved owner in the Premier League. Even not, He couldn't even live in the UK. Yeah, and he was still that involved and that active late into the years. I mean, mm-hmm. I could potentially even throw him into the list of most active owners in the world, you know what I mean? Like, can you think of clubs other than, let's say, you know, PSG, Madrid, Barcelona that their their clubs throw money at players and try to bring people in of the highest caliber besides you guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's definitely 
tough situation. All I'm going to say is uh, Newcastle United's owners must be sick. Sick. Newcastle's United's owners. Yeah. They spent all that money on that sorry club when all they had to do was wait a couple of months and they could have had Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's... Uh... They got this. They got this project that they got to do over there. When all they had to do, they could have brought their four hundred and fifty billion dollars over to Stanford Bridge, and everything would have been fine. That is, that is probably the one group that I would have been would have been happy with taking over. Yeah. Because they're trying to find a new owner. Roman, he's tasked the Rain Group, which is an advisory group out of New York, with trying to find a new owner. And so far, it's been uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but it's this guy named Hans Jorg Hans Jorg Wiss. I'm going to say. He's lived in the U.S. for a little while now, but he doesn't want to go in just buying the club by himself. He'd rather be with six or seven other investors. And one of the guys he's been talking with is actually the... he uh, He's a guy that owns part of the Dodgers in L.A., the Lakers in L.A., and I believe it's the Sparks, which is a WNBA team over there. And they've been talking about trying to get a group together, possibly, but I, I'd rather not see... American ownership coming yeah. to coming to Chelsea. I was going to say, speaking from experience, you do not want American ownership. <laughs> yeah, this guy, the guy that I was talking about that owns all the teams in LA, his name is Todd Bowley, and he previously tried to buy Chelsea from Abramovich back in 2019 for $2.9 billion. Mm. So there's that history, which is kind of pointing in the right direction of possibly getting a deal done quicker just because they've had interactions in the past, but I, I'd rather not deal with that. Yeah, it just becomes a like a trophy for them, the American owners. Yeah. You know what I mean? When they're able to buy those type. We've seen it with the Cronkies at Arsenal. Stan Cronkie bought the club and then handed off operations and ownership to his son, Josh, who just completely does not even understand anything about the sport and stuff like that. So when you see people that don't really understand the culture of football come over is when you start to see the clubs have issues with their ownership and stuff like that. And you guys haven't had that in the past 20 years. So Because all we've had to deal with is this one man yep. that just loved the sport and wanted the best for the club. But now, uh, thanks to Putin, we're losing that. Well, and who's to say, you know, this doesn't end quickly? And before he's able to make a sale of the club, things clean or clean up over there. Even then, what the UK government has been trying to do with the Russian oligarchs, like Abramovich, it, I'd still believe even if Putin were to pull out right now, that they would still go through with everything they've been trying to do. There's potential. That's unfortunate. So, are we seeing the beginning of the end? Not, you know, the end as in, like, the Sutherland end, but the end of consistent Champions League football, consistent winning competition for titles, you know what I mean? Are we seeing the end of that era for Chelsea football club? I'm refusing to answer that question right now. Refuse. I don't I don't think so. I mean, like I said, it, it'll be hard to find an owner as involved as, as, um, as he's been, and so... We'll see whoever comes in, whether they're as invested in seeing the success of the club. But um, but I would say no, because even even with the squad they have right now, they have a lot of good, have a lot of quality. Um, 
they have a good manager, and so I, you know, maybe maybe in the long run, but not not in the next. I'm gonna say not in the next five years. You know, if if anything were to happen, I think it it would be after that, unless someone comes in with a wrecking ball, um, you know, Ted Lasso style, and then hires like a manager <laughs> from. From the U.S. Or something. Or yeah. Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick's coming over. Yeah, Bill Belichick. Um, not even like just. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree with you guys. I, as an Arsenal fan, I don't think this is the end of you guys being top flight, being in competitions, being a big name. I know how London fans are. They're passionate. They want to win. They want the best for their club, and they're not going to accept anything less than that. Unless you're a Tottenham fan. Tottenham doesn't count for anything. They're just... (laughs) And even they, even they want the best for their club, but their ownership and their board does not. So that's the issue there. But you guys are going to be... It's You're such a big club, you know what I mean? You're not... Someone clipped that. Someone believe that. Go ahead. You're such a big club. Nope. Still not as big as uh, Arsenal right. or United, but you're a big club. So you guys aren't going to just fall off the map like we've seen, like Sunderland, like we've seen Blackburn, like we've seen, you know, Newcastle, West Bromwich Albion, all these bigger clubs back in the day just kind of get swept under the rug, you Kind of disappear. Do you think with the game yesterday, the FA Cup draw against Luton, 3-2 win. Maybe some of the, the drama surrounding the situation right now is kind of creeping into the team. Scoring three, having to score three goals, going down to Luton twice, both in a 1-0 situation and a 2-1 situation, and, and clawing it back. Is that part of the reason that we're struggling, or do you think that's just Chelsea right now with the attack that we have being Chelsea? You guys have a lot of questions being asked of your team right now from all kinds of different directions. Timo hasn't been scoring for you guys consistently in two years. Lukaku's come in and been controversy. You guys had a lot of injuries going on. And now on top of that, your manager is consistently being asked week in and week out about his feelings about Ukraine and Russia, and your owner is now selling the club. So, yeah, I definitely think... It's starting. How could it not? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How could it not? If you're a Chelsea football player and all you're hearing is this, that, and the third about your club, your owner, this, that, and the third about your team, you know, it's going to eventually start to have an effect on you. That's unfortunate. They're coming off of a of a Champions League win. You fight. Well, now you're kind of in the fight for Champions League spots. Got two games in hand. On United, I believe, and we're we're either four or seven points ahead. I, I I don't know off the top of my head. Here, I'll pull it up. I got it right here. But you're coming up to a crucial point this season. You're in the possibly going into the last eight of the Champions League. Already up two nil um, from the first leg. You just come off a what shouldn't have been a League Cup loss, but is um, going into the the quarterfinals of the FA Cup and then like I said the Champions League spots in the Prem so you still have a lot to play for and you have to keep your focus on those games but like you just said with the amount going on outside of 
just what happens inside the white lines, like it's gotta be it's gotta be hard to keep your focus. So real quick to clarify, you guys do have two games at hand on them, and you are three points ahead of them. On Only the three points ahead. Yep. And the uh, oh good lord, the draw helped them out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it was four. Yeah. Well, then it could be worse. United could have actually won a game. Um, yeah, speaking yeah. of your FA Cup game, it took uh, Lukaku scoring for you guys late to put you guys through there. Left until the 78th. Still, uh, still struggling to find goals for your team. Um are guys coming back into the squad? I know we've been talking about that. I didn't have a chance to look at your team sheet at all yesterday. Oh, it was a well, it was a massive rest game. If right. if, it's, if it says anything, Ruben Loftus Cheek started at center center back in a three four three, or three four two one. So, I assumed it would be, but I was just curious about being in the squad and stuff like that because that has an effect on your team's confidence as well. Yeah, uh, it was. Kennedy started to... Ken- yeah, Kennedy got his first game in a blue shirt in a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. Saar started on the left. Rudiger always plays on the left, but he had to play on the right this time, and Loftus-Cheek was thrown into the middle. Uh, Reese just made his second appearance since coming back off that injury, but he was subbed on in, like, the... He was subbed on before the Lukaku goal, so he probably got, like, 15, 15 20 minutes of play. Um, you saw a lot of First team players, a lot of big names left out. So I don't know if Tuchel was. Well, obviously you're not trying. You're not trying to lose a game, but it's one of those games with that squad where you're like, all right, if we lose, we can drop this competition with yeah. everything that is going on right now. Still trying to focus on Champions League. Still trying to focus on the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you guys have played a lot of matches. So mm-hmm. like you're saying you have a lot of competitions that you're still fighting for, and so there's not really competition that you can kind of say except for obviously this cup if, if I'm not saying you know it looks like he's trying to throw it but I don't think his focus is 100% on the FA Cup so I, I do think like he'll, I he'll kind of take a step back you know and, and try to get in, a, get in the top four find a Champions League spot for next year and then reach as far as he can in, in, in the Champions League this year so I mean there's you guys have played a lot of matches in the last few weeks so um, in the last couple months, yeah, no. just in the past two seasons overall, yeah. you guys have carried yourself consistently to the end of all the cup competitions. You know, Champions League, you guys played all the way through the final last year. Started early this year with the Community Shield stuff, or no, you guys didn't play in that. No. My bad. But you know, so two seasons, fix your congestion. We talk about it every episode. It's starting to have an effect on you guys. We played the max amount of games in the Champions League last year. Play the max amount of games in the FA Cup last year. Play the max amount of games in the League Cup this year. As of right now, we're on track to play the max amount of games in the FA Cup this year. Obviously, the Prem and on track on quote unquote to you had play to, Champions League again. You had to travel to wherever they played the FIFA Club World Club Cup in this year Abu Dhabi and played that. You know, um, so I mean, there's probably a lot of fatigue within the squad, like mm-hmm. trying to get back on track and and really the sad thing or the difficult thing is that well i mean i guess there is sort of a break here coming up you know um towards the end of the month when we reach the um 
when we reach the international break but up until then like the, this month you'll y'all just have to go at it you know there's not really a time for rest till then yeah life of a in your words a big club i mean when you make that much money you know what i mean <laughs> Speaking of the other fake big club that played in the FA Cup, uh, we saw Liverpool. Fake big club. Yeah. Hot take, all right. Hot take, hot take. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll breakfast that. Um, for for the in the reaching the uh, quarterfinals for the first time. Oh, I saw that, and I was kind of surprised. Since uh, fourteen fifteen, right? It's crazy to think that. 14. What? They reached the finals since the for, for the first time since 2014, 2015. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were making a joke. No, you were like, since 1415. And I was like, ah, da, da. Oh, yeah. No, oh. if you would just read the outline the say. night before, maybe we wouldn't have that confusion. Yeah. All right. Maybe if, yeah, <laughs> maybe if we had maybe. it out before 2 a.m. the night before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, Minamino had a double, so that's nice. Yeah. The guy apparently just thrives in cup competitions because that's about the only time you hear his name. <laughs> his second goal was a nice yeah. touch. This, his his touch kind of brought him a little closer to the defender, but it worked out in his favor, and he just kind of smacked it, went off the inside of the near post, and, and it rolled off the bottom of the – that's going to sound weird – the bottom of the top of the net, or just like hit the roof of the net. That's mm. what I should say. And then okay. went into the uh, far the side. The bottom of the top of the net, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it, it is early. It is. And um, Chelsea, you're selling the club. You're only selling the club. <laughs> yeah, the only... The, another notable, notable thing in this match was uh, Sadio Mane's 250th appearance for Liverpool in all competitions. So that's a pretty big landmark for him in that yeah. club. Yeah. I believe there was only two other players that had made more appearances than him. And it was, oh, it was James Milner and another person that I can't remember the name Anderson. of currently. You know what? It very no. well could be. Like what? <laughs> Henderson. Oh. Um, so I got a question for you guys. Yeah. So since we're seeing Mane in form, Salah in form, Luis Diaz coming in and being in form, Minamino finding some form. Yota in form. How many trophies do you think Liverpool will walk away with at the end of the season this year? Bobby Firmino. Bobby Firmino, yeah. Where's Firmino? <laughs> well, I Go don't ahead. know. I think they have a have a decent chance of getting the domestic trouble, at least. I mean... Oh, uh, you know, winning the league? I mean, I have them win the league. I want them to win the league. Give a little diversity up there knock off Man City and, and we'll see but um, and then you know if they can finish out the FA Cup which doesn't it, look like it would be funny if, if the final of the FA Cup is also Liverpool Chelsea um, that'd be poetic um, and then we're still gonna get screwed over because it's it's gonna be Anthony Taylor again in the final if that happens <laughs> yeah I, I don't, the domestic trouble will be hard because they, bar- mm, they barely skated by in the League Cup. The the Prem will be tough to get by City because City rarely drop points, if ever. And then the FA Cup. This is, I mean, the first time 
they're getting to the quarterfinals since 2014-15. Obviously, Klopp doesn't put a massive emphasis on the FA Cup if, if that's the case. So maybe we'll see them. I, I, they were playing Norwich. Like, they, they beat Norwich 2-1. Sargent got an assist. It was a nice finish. But uh, to be fair, they were unlucky not to score more. They should have scored more. But if they were only beating Norwich 2-1... I don't know what their previous results were in the league against Norwich, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's been pretty bad on Norwich's side. So I guess we'll see in the FA Cup, but the domestic treble would be a tough ask. Yeah, I see I see them winning two trophies. I see them winning the one they've already won, obviously, yep. the Carabao Cup. Yeah. And I see them winning the league. I see them making a run... In the, in the League Cup. I, they may even make a final. The FA Cup. Yeah. And Champions League, they've, you know, they haven't looked terrible. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's tough. Well, it's, yeah, the Champions League is hard. I, it's really unpredictable. But, I mean, when I look at the remaining teams in the FA Cup, the only, I mean, I don't really see a lot of teams that would, they could challenge them. You know what I mean? I and obviously, Man City's still in and Chelsea, but other than Man City and Chelsea, if they can avoid them, um, yeah, I, get I guess up until either the semifinal or final, then then they can. I feel like they have a good chance of going going through the final and maybe even winning. So, do you yep. think it'd be easier for them to win the the, the league or the FA Cup? Mm, that's a good question. I'm gonna go to the league. Really? Yes. So what if? If Borum would knock out Everton today, mm-hmm. they draw Borum Wood next round. Then who who just beat West Ham? Let's say they draw Southampton wins in that round where they play Borum Wood. They draw Southampton the next round. Then they're into the down. I think that two more rounds. You got quarterfinal, semifinal, and then it'll be the final. So let's say they get through with Borum Wood and Southampton. Then they play the fun. How is that not easier than winning the league? Because I'm looking at Liverpool's form recent, just recently, overall. I'm pulling up their their uh, fixtures here because their last five have been all been wins. Uh, they have one draw in there. Their last five have all been wins. Let's see who is right. That's right. There you go. That's not bad. No, well. Oh, just in the cup? Or what are you talking no, about? No, their last five matches overall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did the same thing, too, because I'm looking at the draw against Chelsea. Yeah, and then yeah. I had PTSD uh, flashbacks. <laughs> so Yeah, and even before that, it's all, it's I mean, all wins. Just I mean, going back to the beginning of January, they've won every single game except for that one draw with Chelsea. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the last time they lost was, you know, December 28th. Of twenty twenty one, so Man City's form. Man City's form has been up and down recently. Um, I've been a bit of a slump. Yeah, they're they're starting to. I would love <laughs> to have their slumps, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like four no wins, three yeah. no wins. There's, <laughs> yeah, but then you see them struggling in the League Cup again. You know, to yeah, a, a, a smaller club playing their second team. So again, this is too. This isn't Liverpool's I mean, one. Are that they we're struggling? I mean, they're playing. They're playing. They won two nil. Like, uh, yeah. But look at. Ooh. All right. So they won two nil against who they play. 
Peterborough. 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 Who is the who is the last place in the championship currently? And then before that, it was a one nil victory against Everton. That shouldn't have even really that been sh- a win. That yeah. Before that, it's the three two loss to Tottenham. Before that, they struggled against. Mm. I don't have the. The schedule pulled I mean, up. nobody, because they beat Sporting 5-0 in the Champions League. Before that, it'd be Norwich 4-0. Okay, so that's Brentford where... 2-0, Fulham 4-1 in the FA Cup. So that's just where the fixture congestion is starting to... Yeah, they play. drew against Southampton in January 22nd, but that's that's a while back, so... I, I think it's easier for them... I think it's easier for Liverpool to win the FA Cup just because... There's still a long ways to go in the in the league, and you just you just gotta win every single match they have because it's really hard for City to drop points. Um, they're playing Man United this Sunday, which might be an, a good opportunity for them to drop points. But then again, it's Man United, so I wouldn't. If I was Liverpool, I wouldn't count on on that. And the last um, time they played, it was five 0 something like that. Yeah, it was oh. a high score line. I believe it was five. Unless there was a game in between. Last I'm pretty time sure that was a 5-0 was game. Then what was a 5-0 game? Was that, was that last season? Yeah, probably. Holy cow. All right, never mind. No, there's no 5-0 game. When was there a 5-0 game? When Mo Salah scored a hat-trick. Oh, you're talking about Liverpool against who? United. Yeah, no, no, I'm talking about... City. Man United. City it's is playing United. United. Oh, yeah, yeah, they are playing United. Yeah, because I was yeah, because I was saying that oh, it's hard for Man City to drop points, but they play United on Sunday, which might be a chance. But if I was Liverpool, I wouldn't count on it because it's United. United. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I just got mixed <laughs> up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And then they play Crystal Palace, which that you know that might be interesting. But then after that, they'll have they'll have the chance. To, you know, April tenth is when Liverpool faces Man City, and that should be that should be a good game. Um, but still, I mean. It's just hard. It's hard, man. You got to be really, really consistent, and can't drop points. And then you got to pray that Man City somehow drops points. Mm-hmm. I just my take is because of the club mentality, like we've been talking about. It doesn't seem that he emphasizes the cup as much. So I think with that, it's easier for him to slip up there than yeah. it is for them to slip up in the league. So if you, I hate saying a coach or a manager, however you want to say it, would purposely lose a game but you throw a squad out there and you're like yeah I'm okay with losing this tie in the FA Cup and then emphasize the league and the Champions League it's like if right now as a Chelsea fan I'd be fine dropping the FA Cup so that we can more secure a spot in the Champions League next season in the Premier League spots or just go farther in the Champions League and get more money because God knows that we need it um so, I mean, like I said, I hate saying it, but I think it would almost be a smart tactical decision for Klopp to be like, yeah, we haven't gotten far in this competition since fourteen fifteen. I came in, we're just, we don't really emphasize it. We'd rather focus on other things. And, and he does that again this year. Yeah, but this is also like, the thing with this is, you know, the league, he's depending on somebody else in order to win, right? Like, he doesn't control... Liverpool's future in the league because he's counting on Man City having to drop some points in order for him to be able to catch up with them. I'm not saying that's completely impossible, but it's not up to him. You know, it's up to Man City 
dropping points. In the F in the FA Cup though, it's all up to him. All he has to do is win the games that he's given, and he's he's he gets a trophy. You know, mm. so it's like, yeah, you might you might want to focused on on something else, but it's like, man, if if the future is if if your future is in your hands, and all you have to do is win the matches you have. Like I said, unless he bumps into Man City and Chelsea in the next few matches, I don't see him struggling to get to the final. There you no. Go. So the only uh, so there were two other uh, FA Cup matches that I wanted to bring up. Um, West West Ham bottling again. Yeah, I almost thought that they were gonna. It was gonna be another uh, game like they had against. Were they the ones? Did they play Kidminster? I can't remember if they played Kidminster yes. or not. Yes. Um, but they pulled it back late with with a very, very late goal. Yes, Declan Rice. Yeah, put it away. Um, and as soon as I saw Saints go up 1-0, I'm like, this is going to be another West Ham 2-1 win. And Antonio scored in the 60th. And I was like, all right, we're getting there. And then Southampton actually put it away. I was kind of surprised. Um, but it was a... It was a nice surprise because you see Willie Caballero make a mistake on that Antonio goal, former Chelsea player. Like, okay, that's a bit unfortunate for him. But he made a big, a couple big saves towards the end of the match. And then the goal to put it away was Armando Broja in the 95th, and he's a Chelsea loney. So a former Chelsea player and a Chelsea loney coming up big and uh, making a big impact in the, in the game for Saints. And then the other game that we saw... Tottenham Hotspur become the latest victim of Middlesbrough in the Cup. The 107th minute goal by the 19-year-old Josh Coburn um, sends them through. It's got to be a big moment for the kid that's the academy signing, you know what I mean, at home against a team like Tottenham. That it's supposed to beat them. So I, I guess you could say Tottenham becomes the latest victim of Tottenham. Uh, I mean, there's no reason why they should go into this and lose. And not only do they not do, do they not win, but they don't even score um, mm-hmm. against a team like Middlesbrough. That's just plain. It's it's embarrassing. Plain and simple. It's not way around it. And I'm not even trying to comment on him. It's an easy target, but it's just plain and simple. If you're you're a big six team in in, in England, I mean. I'm not saying, hey, you have to win every single match you play against everybody wherever you play it, but the fact that you can't even put a goal in, like, that's just it's kind of depressing, honestly. You were talking about uh, Chelsea players in the last match. Uh, today, or in this match, we got to see Florian Balogun in some action again, and, man, did he make the defense look abysmal for uh, Tottenham. He's definitely making Mikel Arteta ask some questions this offseason of whether or not he should be brought back in with the squad mm-hmm. in his in his long term. So, yeah, I mean, good day. We see Spurs go down. We see West Ham go down. Two, London, two more London sides out of the cup. Yep. I mean, and then it that. could be better with Liverpool going down, but, you know, it is what it yeah. is. I'm going to give a, a quick mention to Spurs' recent form. We got a 2-0 loss to Wolves. Then we're on the rise. We're beating City 3-2. Then you got to play Burnley, and you lose 1-0. And then you're like, all right, we're bouncing back. Playing Leeds, 4-0 win. 
they go right back down and lose to Middles Row 1-0. What other club could have the run of form this Spurs have had right now? There's no other club in the world that could do what Spurs have done in the last five games. Yeah, because they've been, they've been dominant in their wins, but they've sucked in their losses. Like, it's just like complete... Just like the opposite end. ends of the spectrum. Yeah, opposite ends of the spectrum. Seems like two different sides at yeah. times. I just when can we do away with this club? When when can we when can we just say you guys can play championship football and that's it? Because it is I feel like every single year since the the conception of this club, it has been oh, they look like two completely different sides when they go out there. They're they one week they look phenomenal, the next week they look like this. They bottle everything away in the final. They haven't won a trophy and da-da-da-da-da. Like, when can we stop talking about Tottenham Hotspur just to wipe them off the face of the planet, let another team come in there and actually win games and win trophies? <laughs> um, when they get relegated, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'll take I'll take Swansea back up in the prem. Just to do a quick swap, Swansea and How Swansea about we just start a new new club? Get, get rid of always, always ready FC to the prem. I'm here for it. Never <laughs> ready FC. Never. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, but that should be Tottenham's new name. Actually, never ready. I sometimes ready. Hardly ready. Hardly I, ready. I th- I like yeah, hardly ready. And then um, our sponsor from the last match is just literally going to be playing on repeat. Yeah. As they walk out on the pitch every single match. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes good. maybe good. Sometimes. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's... I don't know. I I guess they'll keep being in the prime because I don't see them getting relegated anytime soon. There's too too much money in that club. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I saw the other day something that was like, since the last time Spurs have won a trophy, Mikel Arteta signed for Arsenal. One trophy with Arsenal. Retired as a player. Retired as a player. Signed as a manager. Signed as a coach (laughs) with Man City. And won won ten trophies, I think it was, or something like that. Ten Ten trophies trophies in his time in City. Oh, I was like at and Arsenal. There's no shot. Oh no no no! no, no, no. He yeah. only has the one. Yeah, I was gonna say the FA Cup that Aubameyang dropped. <laughs> <laughs> and then he signed for Arsenal again as a, as, a, as a manager. Won a trophy. And he's won a trophy at Arsenal. All that has happened since the last time the Spurs have won a trophy. There's a new app out there that gives you the live count on the time that it's been since Spurs have won a trophy. Last time I checked it yesterday, it was like 14 years, 7 hours, 36 minutes, and 22 seconds or something like that. People got too much time on that. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Spurs have had too much time on their hands to win a trophy, and they still can't do it. So (laughs) these people have enough time. You see, and that's the thing. That's the thing. We're not even talking about go and win the league, my boy. We're just talking about win the Carabao Cup trophy. Uh, to be, they won the a Audi Cup yeah. trophy, FA Cup. They almost won the Champions League too. Yeah, but they spursed it. Yeah, well, that would have been pretty funny though if they like just came out and then just one the year just win the Champions League and then do nothing else for the next three years. Well, that would have been kind of funny, but yeah, you know the same. Fortunately, Liverpool, Liverpool got away with it. 
close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, and we do not play either one of those here at football. So Tottenham Hotspur will yeah. forever be garbage. I cannot disagree. <coughs> yeah, so any other thoughts on FA? Uh, no, I, I don't have anything, except I think it'll be easier for Liverpool to win yeah. that than the league. Right. Both of you are on the same page? Yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate over here, you know? Mm-hmm. So we saw one Premier League match in the midweek. It was Burnley versus Leicester, and a lot of people kind of slept on this match. But Burnley has been in some very hot form recently, uh, looking very good. And Leicester saw the return of Jamie Vardy to action for the first time in two months in this match. So it was a a very interesting game, I would say. It was very evenly matched for most of it. Nick Pope. Oh, um, Nick Pope had himself a game. Yeah, he's my man of the match, even though they lost 2-0. He's still my man of the match. I mean, he kept them in that game for... What, when did they When did they finally oh, so score Up that until uh, the 71st. Well, this isn't just not the oh, right I'm, match. Oh, I Yeah, you know, I don't know how I managed to do that. You see, you're just still on the garbage club. It's okay. Yeah. They, they, they tend to stick around, as we've seen. We're so. going to ignore that, though. Then we're going to move on to the actual match so in the 82nd. 82nd. So we see Jamie Vardy subbed on in the 72nd minute and have a near instant impact. Um, did you see this goal? Yeah, he was the one that brought down the long ball. Yeah, the long ball. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, lays it off to Jamie Madison, who bends it off his left foot to the far post. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the football that Lester has been missing. <coughs> yeah. They've dealt with a lot of injuries this year, even dating back to last year. So to kind of see them, well, get back into somewhat of an attacking form that they need is kind of nice to see. And uh, I guess you can say it was also a Burnley-esque performance. They got outshot, obviously, mm-hmm. by, let's see, what is that, 13 goals? Or 13 goals, gosh, 13 shots. How many total shots? 22 total shots. To nine, yeah. So... I saw a stat line that that is the most shots that Burnley have faced all year other than Man City, who put 25 on them. <laughs> so, tw- 25 <laughs> shots. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Jamie Vardy comes back and makes the in- instant impact, but he wasn't done on the day. Well, he, had, he had something to say in the 90th minute, too. Yeah. Uh, Cross coming into the box finds him and finds his head, puts it in from close range. Oh, is it, can we talk about the cross though? Beautiful, Harvey Barnes. Yeah, Harvey Barnes had himself a game too. It's it's not an equalizer. Sadly, yeah, he did have himself a game. And he I saw someone said I can't remember where it was, but he saw Jamie Vardy came on and he was glad that he didn't have to do all of the attacking by himself anymore. But that ball that he put in, like, you just see Vardy. Like, he doesn't, like, even have to move his head. It, the ball is just coming in, and Vardy just stands there and kind of lets... Yeah, enough power coming yeah. off the ball. He doesn't have to put anything behind it. Yeah, he's, he's just standing re- there. Redirecting yeah. it into the goal. So, yeah, no, he, he created that goal. But that goal was a record-breaking goal for Jamie Vardy. Um, that is his 94th goal since turning 30, which officially puts him past Ian Wright in the tally... <coughs> 93. So for goals after turning after 30. 30. After turning 30. In the Premier League. Mm-hmm. 
No, in all competitions, I believe. It, yeah, probably. Because there's no way he scored he's 94 goals yeah. in the Prem. I mean, like he's five only years. 30... 35. Five, yeah, so... Let's see, how many total goals does Ben have for Leicester in his career? 159 in 375 games. That's honestly a guy that you can't hate. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It's always a party with Vardy. Yeah, his story is incredible too. You know, yeah. being being a Sheffield Wednesday fan growing up, signing for their academy, getting cut, being a shoemaker, signing for Leicester in the seventh tier, seeing the promotions. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. following it all the way through to top tier, winning the league with Leicester, like hitting his prime at uh-huh. thirty. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, there's a <coughs> looking into this. You know stat because Ian Wright is in there obviously and the ties with my club but there's a lot of similarities in between the two stories of their rough start coming up we offer we also put in an offer for Jamie Vardy at one point that um, he ended up turning down but the similarities between their two their two careers could have been even more you know mirrored so I mean he may he might have made the right choice for his career who knows what would happen if he signed I, for Arsenal? I think he did for him. I mean, with the amount of time that he spent with that club and all that he saw and all that he went through, I, I wouldn't have left either, man. Leicester don't get where they are today without him. No, no shot. No Not a shot. Right, so he's a, a club legend over at the King Power Stadium. And they also have a game coming up this weekend. So do we want to run through our predictions and before we do our predictions, actually, do we want to run through our predictions from last week and, and start up a points tally and give an update? Yeah, let's go ahead and look at that real quick. We don't have to run through every single oh, no, match, no, no. Yeah. but let's just go ahead and look at the table standings from last week. Alan's sitting here in the studio this morning, but he didn't get, uh, he wasn't on the, the pod for last week's predictions, so he doesn't have any points from last week. But it was me, Kanata, me, as in Zach, Kanata, and Bryce. Bryce coming out of the week, the match week, with a singular point. Just just the one. And if you don't know how this works, if we guess the winner correct, you get a singular point. If you guess the winner correct with the correct scoreline, you get three points. So he just got one game right, and that was the Everton-Man City game. And he just had Man City winning 4-1, but it wasn't 4-1. It was not. No. Um, all three of us across the board got that game right, so we're all ended up with one point at least. Kanata, you got Southampton Norwich right. You got Southampton winning. I believe <coughs> won that game 2 0, mm-hmm. but it was a 2 1 win. Or, no, sorry. You had you had 2 1. Mm-hmm. It was a 2 0. So you got a point from Southampton Norwich and then Man City. Then I myself had Newcastle beating Brentford. 2-1 wasn't the correct scoreline, but it worked. Uh, Man City obviously beating Everton. And I had West Ham beating Wolves. And that put me on top with three points out of match week 27. Cannot ended up with two. Bryce ended up with one. And now we're moving into match week 28. Yeah. So you just mentioned we were just talking about Leicester. Leeds versus Leicester are going to start off the action in the uh, predictions for us. Al score line in this one. Yeah, I just want to say um, I'm about to nail all of these. <laughs> um, so Funny guy. 
write it down. Leeds versus Leicester. Leicester wins 2-0. Leicester 2-0 win? Yep. Why? Because Leeds is going through it right now. But it's either Leeds score a lot or Leeds concede a lot. So 2 is a little low. Is it? Is it Zach? They lost to Spurs 4-0. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's not a lot. It's 2-0. Not a... Going three one Leicester. Uh, that's it's a little bit more like it. I could get behind that. As I y'all gonna look like idiots. I'm just kidding. As, <laughs> as I commended you for putting in a low score. I'm going one nil leads. <laughs> one nil. Well, that's leads. just not gonna happen. <laughs> hey, Everton was supposed to lose four one. To Man City last week. But Everton also don't lose by six. All right, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're going Aston Villa v. Southampton. I'm going to kick it off and go 2-1 Southampton. (sighs) 1-1 draw here. 2-1 Villa. 2-1 Villa. You're trusting Gerrard's men. Yeah. All right. All right, then we got the Chelsea game of the week. Burnley at Turf Moor. 1-1 one, one draw. That's that's rude. It's really rude from you. From you. Canada? See, I'm torn here. Because you guys haven't looked great. Burnley's looked solid. I can see this being a 1-1 one, one draw. But this game is incredibly important for you guys to come out and prove to everybody that what's going on outside your club is not affecting your team. I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea. You really think we concede, both of you? Yes. Yes. Burnley's Burnley's looked decent, my man. I want to go. I want my heart says two nil Chelsea, but I also have the feeling of one nil Burnley, and we have a shock loss. But I can't get myself to write that down, so I'm sticking with two nil Chelsea. So that'll hurt mm. if uh, Burnley win one nil. Then we go into an absolute barn burner of a match with Newcastle and Brighton. Newcastle Brighton. Um, that Newcastle winning. That's it, just Newcastle winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll get to you on the score in a sec. You still thinking too? I'm going 2 2 draw. Hmm, Alright. I'm going to go. I'm going 2 1 Brighton. No. Going. I'm going 1-1. One, 1-1 one. One, one draw. I believe in St. James Park. Al scoreline? He's he's just looking at something. No, I'm looking at something. Um, you know what? I think... I think Brighton's going to win 1-0. Not a bad shot. I cannot blame you for taking that. Oh, then another absolute barn burner. 
Norwich v, v, Norwich v Brentford. Crazy game here. Norwich 2-1. Oh. I'm just saying stuff at this point. <laughs> Didn't you say you were going to nail all these? Here <laughs> 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 you are five picks later. Yeah. I'm going to nail the, the winners, not the scorers. 2-1 Norwich, you said, right? Yeah. All right. Got to do some research. Just give me three seconds. I'm already looking at it. I'm going... I'm going to say mine. I'm going going 1 0 Brentford. Yeah, I'm going 2 0 Brentford. Confident in the Bees. I think it's more so less confident in Norwich. Uh, they just scored against Liverpool. They've looked a little bit better since Dean Smith came in. And Brentford has kind of casually just faded away in the Prem. Yeah, I don't know. I still got, I'm sticking by what I say. Next game up, Wolves v. Wolves v. Palace. Um, let me Palace. You got you got to say the score. Yeah. Three now. Well, three no Palace. What? Three no Palace. Yeah. When was the last time Wolves gave up three goals in a game? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying stuff, bro. It's just. I don't think they're gonna score. Uh, you said three 0 no, You're in the books. No, 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 no. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Wolves are gonna score. That, that's just my thing. All right. Maybe they do. Maybe it's two one. That's that's crazy because you're just you really are just saying stuff now. Right. Um, I am gonna go one one in this game. See, I want to say one one. And I want to say that Patrick Vieira's men score here. I just don't. I don't know. Gallagher and, and Zaha have looked good. Nah, it's going to be one no Wolves. It's just hard, man. Like, you know, trying to predict prime scores. It's just the Premier League is just anything can happen type league. And so... That's why I'm like I'm trying to spit out <laughs> scores over here, um, but I feel more confident in choosing who wins and who loses rather than the actual score. But um, yeah, should be interesting. Next match is Liverpool and West Ham. I'm going three-one Liverpool. I am going three-two West Ham. I think Liverpool are gonna get a little cold water bath, and they're gonna they're gonna lose. I'm going three 0 Liverpool. That was my next guess. By the way, it's Liverpool, not Liverpool. It's Liverpool. We just salted. You're right. Um, next game, Watford Arsenal. Your boys. We got Watford five 0 That is a total joke. No joke. Uh, it's already in the books. Arsenal winning 2-0. Heard. It's a good shout. Taking your time on this one, too. 2-1. To the Arsenal. Nice. I think you concede to relegation battle Watford. If there's a team that's going to do it. I'm going 3 0 Arsenal. Who's scoring the three goals for us? 
Um, Aaron Ramsdale, Aaron Ramsdale, and Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah. I rest my case. Next one, Manchester Derby. All right, all right, all right. We have arrived. In the empty head. Match of the week. Match of the week, sir. You're forgetting about Newcastle via Brighton and Norwich via uh, Brentford? Watford versus Ar- Arsenal. Come on now. That's a freaking... That game uh, thriller has all the implications. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... 3-3 draw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No. So normally I'm directing this question at Dave, but who is scoring three times for United? Cristiano. <laughs> mm, no. Cristiano Hattrick against City. Wouldn't that be beautiful, though? No. Yes, it would. No, because then you're no, not going to hear it from the end of United not. fans. I don't care about United fans. Fans for United. No, I need... Mm-hmm. I need... No, I'm joking. Yeah. I need this game to be City by four. Is that helping cool differential or something? Oh, by yeah, I mean, it would put us oh, ahead of them by six in the goal differential. I mean, we're already ahead. Or, I'm sorry, I'm reading that wrong. By five in the goal differential. I just would also like to see them lose by a margin of four goals, you know what I mean? So is that what you're going with, or is that just you? No, realistically, it's going to be 2-1 City. I'm going 3-2-3. I want to say I can't see United scoring against the City defense, but it's also a Manchester derby, so I don't know if that just takes everything out of it. Yeah, well, it's Manchester derby with their... So many quality players yeah, that are in that, yeah. that are on that United roster that it just in five seconds they can make a difference. You know what I mean? Anything can happen in Derby. So that's why I'm going three 0 City. I'm going two two, and that's my serious prediction. Two two draw. You really just took a goal off of each side. It's gonna be three three, and you're gonna be mad. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. United's not scoring three times, especially against City. Last game of the match week, Spurs v. Everton. This is also potential for them to bounce back. They could go on another 4-0 win, and then whatever their next game is, they could could go back and lose again. So this could be a 4-0 Spurs win, or it could be a 2-0 Everton win. You just don't know. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. I mean, Everton looked good against City the other day. Spurs are now looking great. I'm going 2-0 to the Toffees. Not even a big goal. Mm, Heard. I don't mind that. You got one now? Whatever you want to say, just point out numbers. Yeah, it's um, 2-1 for Everton. Even though Tottenham are due for a win because, you know, they've been doing loss, win, loss, win. I think they'll, lo- they'll lose two in a row now, and uh, I think Everton takes it to win. And Conte will officially just explode. Yeah. Yeah. I I mm-hmm. heard, actually, I heard that that's not Conte, that Tottenham actually got, like, a robot because Conte's already, like, at a psychiatric hospital because all the <laughs> mental damages that... Coaching Tottenham has cost, so that's like a robot they pulled out, and um, yeah, it was malfunctioning that one time. Yeah, so 
Zach, did you say anything about this scoreline? I I typed mine in, but I didn't say it. I got a two-two draw. Two-two draw. Yeah. Okay, so like you have, you have Everton scoring twice. You have Everton scoring twice. I don't want to see Spurs win. I don't want to see Lampard get relegated with Everton. I don't see them winning a lot of games. 2-0. So I think a 2-2 draw is fair. Yeah. It's not a bad shout at all. I'm just trying to see who's been the top goal scorer for Everton so far. Damari Gray's got to be up there even though he's been hurt. Charleston right behind. Is he still injured? Damari Gray. Let's see. Because if he's still injured, that's not a great shout. No, it looks like he should be back in with the squad. I think he just came back a game yeah. or two ago. Yeah, so... I, I don't know. I just don't think Tottenham ha- has enough ability right now. That's that's what you'd say when they play City? That was all Conte, though. Yeah. That that was I, all Conte. Tactically, Why can't it happen here? I guess a young manager in Frank Lampard. Because Frank plays a very different style. That's why it's high scoring. Because Frank just wants to score. Yeah. Who cares about defending? Well, I just don't think... Who's going to score for Tottenham? Harry Kane. (laughs) That's... Maybe Kulusevski gets a goal on the break. So Maybe Sun gets a goal on the break. That's something I want to bring up. We've seen Harry Kane score once in the past, like, 90, 94 weeks. So he is definitely not back. Oh, he's found his form. What do you mean? He's found his form again. Yeah. Two I believe so. Yeah. In six competitions. That's that's prime form for your uh, number nine right there, buddy. New manager playing with Spurs. See, here nice we go stuff. again with, this, with the Spurs uh, excuses. I'm not going to I'm not trying to it. make excuses for um, Spurs. I'm trying to make excuses for Harry Kane because he's top five striker in the world, but he's been with Spurs almost his whole career, so it's just unfortunate for the lad. I would respect the lad more if he left. Blame that on City not getting the deal done. Or Tottenham, whichever one. Yeah, so... Whatsoever, Levi or something, his Tottenham's owner name is. That's, um... That's a good question. I mean, you... You said Harry Kane, top five in the world. I think maybe to close this out, who was in your top five? I think that was a good teaser for the next episode. Yeah. And maybe we can throw that in for sure. at the beginning of the next episode. Maybe yeah. Have it. Check out our social media page at We Speak Football Pod. Uh, so you can put your thoughts in there on your top five, and we'll go ahead and start that off with the episode next week. Thank you again for tuning in, and if you like what you heard here today, please check out our other podcast that we have called OC Fan TV, where we talk about the MLS, Orlando City, and American International team. Thank you, and we'll see you on the next episode.